Hi, you're listening to Your Best with my nanny, Kathy Weckworth. Hi, this is Kathy Weckworth, Executive Director of Best Life Ministries, and you're listening to Your Best, a motivational, inspirational 30 minutes that will help you want to be your best. Today's topic is the greediness of Christmas. Friends, we're launched right now into the busy season of Christmas. It's a beautiful season, a season of love, of goodwill, and of hope. We get our calendars out and we mark down our church services and our holiday get-togethers. We shop, we bake, we plan, we prepare. And if you're anything like me on the day after Thanksgiving, you pull out the old tubs from the basement closet and start decorating the house and putting up the tree. I pull out Grandma's old silver cookie cutters with the red handles. I go next door and decorate my little church for the season to celebrate Christ's birth. As a society, we do many things to prepare for this wonderful time of year. Secretly, though, as time goes by, I watch how things are morphing. I fear that less people will celebrate and even less will know what we're celebrating. We can still watch as small towns and even big cities decorate storefronts and light posts and malls host the various short, fat, tall, lean versions of Santa waiting for our children to sit on his lap and wish for their deepest desires. But sometimes I wonder, are people remembering Christmas? At my house, Grandma Thelma and Grandma Florence's recipes are pulled out from the back of the recipe box, and I begin to bake up breads and cookies, filling my house with sweet smells of sugar, butter, and cinnamon. For the average Minnesota household, bakers are creating lefson, rosettes, and krumkaka, and pulling out their ice skates for a spin around the local rink or the neighbor's pond. Last week on our show, we talked about the busyness of the season, and good grief, we're all familiar with that, as I've just listed a few of the season's happy tasks where we're hustling and bustling to accomplish what's on our list. But what I believe happens is that we're so busy thinking about ourselves and our own lists, our own needs, our own wants, that we can't completely focus on those around us. Oh, I don't mean that we're not thinking about what to get for Jack or Lily or Grandpa Frank or Aunt Mel. I just mean we begin to become self-absorbed. Do you see what I mean? What am I going to do next? Where am I going? What am I fixing? How can I get more sleep? How can I afford that sweater for me and not give it to my sister? How can I make more money? How can I impress people with cramming as much as I can on my calendar or to-do list? How can I create a new and improved cookie or buy a fabulous outfit? And there it is. It begins as something simple, something easy. And it takes a few twists and turns and focuses on me. Yes, on me, not on others. We think it's about others. But how many of us, myself included, have been out shopping for Sally Sue and the next thing we know came home with really great buys for ourselves? Today's talk is about greediness. What's in it for me? In a society of self-gratification, instant gratification, and constant gratification, we need to look out past our own noses. We really need to look, think, and begin to breathe others. Yes, I said it. Not me, not ourselves, not myself, but others. What do I know? 
While I think back about when I was a teenager of about 15 years old, I grew up in a small town in southwest Iowa. A year earlier, when I was 14, I had accepted a job at a jewelry store downtown on the square. Now, we called it the square because the huge courthouse was in the center of the square of the town, and all of the retail shops filled the block around the square. The north, south, east, and west sides were always decorated to the hilts for Christmas. I remember how the town had the big old-fashioned light bulbs draped down from the many-story courthouse to each corner of the square. Along with that were the beautiful light decorations of bells, reindeer, stars, and poinsettias. Life was different back then. People didn't purchase Xboxes and iPhones for their little children. Husbands would purchase a dress or a purse at Connors on one side of the square, while wives would purchase a hunting vest or a flashlight for their husbands at true value on the other side of town. Hearts were filled with happiness as you walked down the street and you heard Bing Crosby singing White Christmas because it was blaring from the speakers of the courthouse. Churches worked hard to prepare children for the kids' programs. Women's ministries packaged boxes for orphans and homeless. Pastors collected food and funds for the less fortunate, all happening right in the small town. Neighbors and friends came together for coffee, for cookie bakes, and for carols around the piano. The focus was outward, and life was good. How often do we pick up the phone and call our friend for coffee? I don't even know of people doing it anymore, except for in my little hometown out in the country. People brought me into that wonderful tradition. My friends are older than me, and they spend time together over a cup of coffee. Well, I worked every day back then, after school for two hours at this jewelry store on the west side of the square, and my boss, who's now passed on, was a bright and chipper woman. She was beautiful, very kind, but at Christmas, she was a shadowy figure that kind of reminded me a little of Ebenezer Scrooge. I'll tell you why. It wasn't necessarily her fault, as she knew this was the time of year that, as a business, you had to make money. She owned many of those buildings all around the square. She actually owned many places in the town. But she was focused on business. That was her job. And I'll never forget what happened that Christmas Eve when I was 15. It never got snowy in southwest Iowa, but that night the snow was gently falling, and it was a quarter to six at night. Closing time. My boss was locking the doors early, and I was at the front counter when a kind little grandpa tried the door. Oh, but my boss had already locked it. I quick looked at her, and I said, can, can we help him? But my boss stormed up to the door and shouted at him, We're closed now. He said, But I have to have something for my wife. I've been ill and I haven't been able to get downtown. Please help me. She said, Go next door. Go to the drugstore. You'll find something there. Please, he said. And I watched her turn around and walk away. He tried the door one more time and with shoulders slumped, he walked towards the pharmacy next door. I whispered a prayer that he would find something, something that would help to ease that stress and to bless his wife. But my boss said to me, what? What's the matter? And I said, well, our doors were closed. He, he can't find anything. 
Well, we've got to get to church. We've got so many things to do, she replied. It would have taken me about ten minutes to find something for that little grandpa, something that would be nice that he could afford. I could have helped him. I could have wrapped that gift. I wouldn't have mind staying five or ten minutes late. But I didn't get the chance. All I could do was pray. I never knew who he was. I never saw him again. I don't know why he was shopping that night, shopping just before the doors closed. Maybe it was that he was sick. Maybe his wife was ill. Maybe he didn't have a social security check. I don't know. But that greedy, selfish spirit haunted me. It's haunted me all of these years. And that spirit can creep in when we're not looking or thinking, when we're self-absorbed and self-focused. How am I going to get to where I need to be? Who cares about you in front of me? It's not about you. It's about me. That's the greediness of Christmas. You see, Christmas isn't about you and me. It's not about the trees or the decorations. It's not about the parties and the cookies. And it's not about businesses making money. It's not about Nat King Cole's Christmas song or church services. It's about Christ. That's why it's Christmas. It's got the name right in there. It's not about holiday parties or winter breaks. Uh Uh-uh. Sorry, people. It was all created around Christmas. Back when I was a little kid. Back when people were younger. Back when my great-grandfather was out chopping down his own Christmas tree. It's about someone giving all they had to people that don't deserve it and don't know that they needed it. It's about a baby who was born and brought the gift of salvation. Are our minds and actions scooting the meaning of Christmas out the door? Well, let's listen to this song by Trisha Yearwood called Take a Walk. She takes a walk right downtown, so imagine that square. Imagine wherever you are going right downtown, whether you're in the cities or whether you're in a small town. Shopping, door-to-door, the Christmas wreaths, the celebration, the busyness of people, the hurried looks in their eyes, that stress. And then think about how she takes us right to that beautiful manger where that baby is laying. City's decorated up for Christmas. All the stores are open late tonight. People hurry through the frozen streets. I'll take a walk. Every child has a thousand wishes. Every window has a thousand lights. Every soul has a need for peace. I'll take a walk. Every night another tea 
Merchants counting down the shopping days But something's missing underneath the tree I take a walk Cause every heart longs for more than tinsel Something more than just a holiday Come and celebrate the baby king Let's take a walk If you're just tuning in, you're listening to Your Best with Kathy Weckworth, and today we're looking at the beautiful season of Christmas and how sometimes our focus at this time of year can become really self-absorbed, and we can become what I think is greedy. Wasn't that a beautiful song by Trisha Yearwood? It really puts things into perspective. Don't you love those words? Take a walk through Bethlehem. Come and kneel before the Lamb. Good news for every man. Walk through Bethlehem. Even if we take time to walk through the story in our minds and remember what Christ was doing when he allowed himself to be born in a manger. Let's listen to this scripture from Luke 2. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. That's not selfish behavior. That's not greed. That's the king of kings saying, let me be humble myself and become one of them so I can reach them, so I can teach them, so I can save them. Humility. Now that's a word. Humility means the opposite of greediness and selfishness. Humility means modest opinion or estimate of one's own importance. Where are you at today with your Christmas spirit? Do you have memories of Christmas's past like I shared? Well, here are a couple of memories from our Best Life staffers. Dr. Chandra said, my favorite Christmas memories are those when I was a younger child and the celebration of Christmas was a fantasy lived through the eyes of a little girl. 
My mother would always decorate our house with garland, lights, wreaths, bows, and brightly colored table settings. She would play Christmas music as we decorated cookies and gingerbread houses. On an evening leading up to Christmas, our family would travel downtown Minneapolis to see the beautiful window displays of the stores and head to Dayton's to see the display on the eighth floor. At the end, we each got a gingerbread man cookie to eat. Staffer Deb Treat says, Growing up, we always went to my grandparents' house for Christmas lunch. There were 10 kids in my mom's family, which meant there were 80 or more people coming and going throughout the day in this small house. No one seemed to mind that there was hardly room to sit. In the afternoon, we opened our gifts from the gift exchange while the adults visited, the kids played with, and showed off toys that Santa had brought them. And six-year-old grandson of mine, Jonah, told me, Oh, nanny, my favorite things are the tree, the presents, and Nanny's church. Actually, he says it, Nanny's church. There's like no R in that word. Looking for some things that don't cost money so you can spend some time to help others? Well, here are my favorite Christmas movies. The first one is A Charlie Brown Christmas. So this has been around since I was a little kid. I love watching it. Actually, truth were told, I'd have to tell you that I probably got it memorized. That's one of my favorites. Number two, A Christmas Carol. There are several versions, even animated, but my favorite of all time is with George C. Scott. He can be so scary, it's not even funny. Check that version out. Number three, Christmas in Connecticut. Talk about silly. Boy, this is a fun one, and it's starring Barbara Stanwyck. So we're talking about walking way back in time. And it's an old one, but it's still colorized. And I love it because she is just like a Martha Stewart back then and does not even have one idea how to cook a turkey or do anything. Somehow gets involved in having to invite a boss of a magazine up to her place in Connecticut and has to convince him that she knows how to be Martha Stewart. It's really fun. I love it. Of course, there's romance and silly stuff happening. Okay, the next one is The Drummer Boy. This is an animated version. It's actually a claymation, so it's like Rudolph, and I love that story, and I love the music, and it's really beautifully put together, very simple and a lovely story. The last one is The Bells of St. Mary. Now, if you're like me, you love Bing Crosby, and boy, does he ever have a yummy voice. There's a lot of fun things that happen inside that story. It's kind of sad, makes me a little teary, but you're going to love it. So check those movies out. It helps if you're just looking for something fun to do, a quiet evening at home, popcorn, and some Christmas cookies and a movie. Now, if you don't want to stay home, and if you're just excited about being out in the snow and being out in the weather and going to shops and seeing other people, well, here's what you're going to do. You're going to listen to our staffer, Lexi Iskerka, as she talks about some great tips for shopping this season. Hi, I'm Alexis, and here's some tips for saving money this season. My favorite thing right now is Target Cartwheel. And every day, Target Cartwheel will offer 50% off of a toy. You never know what it is, boy, girl, young, old. But I check every morning. Um, sometimes they sell out right away, so it's good to try to stop in right away at 8 o'clock. There are some days where I'm not going to make it, and I'll get there at 5, and they'll still have the toy of the day. But it's a great money saver, and if you stack that 
with your red card or a pharmacy 5% off rewards card, that will also help you save even more. Also, many stores price match. Did you know that Target price matches to Amazon, Walmart, or Best Buy? If I'm interested in purchasing something, I look around online for the cheapest price, and then I check Walmart and Target's price match policy, and I choose which one I'd like to go to. I always keep in mind the coupons that are out there, including Cartwheel, and then extra discounts again for the red card or your pharmacy 5% off from Target. The other thing is that some stores will even price match food. Make sure to check your local store for details, but if there's a really great sale on turkey, ham, chicken, anything like that during the holidays, I buy more than one and I save it for the next get-together. It ends up being a cost savings for me and my family as it's one less trip to the store and I saved on it with a coupon, cartwheel, or other things when I bought it in the first place. Another good tip is that I follow a lot of garage sale and local swap and shop sites on Facebook. People are always trying to downsize and you can get good things in great condition. Sometimes stuff is even new with tags on it from these sites. Then you meet at your local grocery store or gas station. They get some money out of it and you get something really great that has a lot of life left in it. It's a win-win for everyone. One of the most important things I do during the holiday season is I stick to a budget. It can be super hard when you have a really cute niece like I do and you see that super cute Elsa Barbie doll and you really like to get it for her. But I make sure that I plan out strategically how much I'm spending on each person and each family for the holiday season and then I stick to it. It also kind of makes it a challenge for me then because I try to get stuff as reasonably priced as I can and then I try to get more, which maybe isn't always the best thing, but it does kind of come out fun when you can look at all of what you've got for your family and say, look, I only spent $25 on these four pairs of pants and three t-shirts. This is Alexis for Best Life Ministries. I would like to wish you a Merry Christmas and happy shopping, or should I say saving, this season. Hey, thank you so much, Lexi. That was great tips and good advice for us thinking about shopping. And if we're saving money, then we can help to be generous towards those who need it. There are so many places that you can drop off toys for tots that you can donate to nonprofits such as Best Life Ministries, places that you can use that money wisely. So thanks so much for sharing that. Listeners, I also want to remind you that a great Christmas present would be one of my books. I've written a couple of them, and they're Bible study books, and they are, number one, Beatitudes, and this is taken from Matthew 5, and the number two book is The Story of My Life, Joseph, and that takes you right through Genesis and the story of his life and everything that happened to him. You can pick either one of those books up for $12.99 at kathyweckworth.com. Let's take a few minutes and listen to this beautiful song called Where Are You Christmas by Faith Hill as she questions that same thing that we're talking about today. Are we all about just purchasing things or are we really about the true meaning of Christmas?
close today with this encouraging poem by author and pastor Max Lucado. God, help me to think about the lavishness of the gift that first Christmas morning, the extravagance of love that came in the form of a tiny, helpless newborn. Help me to consider the gift I was given through a baby who swapped a spotless castle for a grimy stable, exchanged the worship of angels for the company of killers. Christ humbled himself to sleep in the straw and gave up a place in heaven so we could have a place in heaven. Extravagant giving is love, God's love. Help me to be a gracious giver this Christmas season. Friends, let's agree to listen to the promptings of the Holy Spirit as he nudges you to give. Let's put our own desires aside, our own selfish thoughts, 
and let's set them aside like Christ who gave extravagant love. Let's not close the doors of our heart and say, we're closed. Go next door. No time for you. Gotta get going. Well, no. Let's throw open wide the doors of our spirits and say with joy, welcome. Welcome, Christmas. Let me pray with you. Dear Jesus, help us to remain joy-filled during this busy season. Help us to put you first and to remember when we're in the hustle and bustle that the true meaning is salvation and extravagant love, as you so graciously showed. In Jesus' name, amen. Friends, it's that time of year, and Best Life Ministries is a nonprofit 501c3. We can use your tax-deductible donations. You can support this radio show and the ministry by sending a check to Best Life Ministries, P.O. Box 73, Benson, Minnesota, 56215, or log on to bestlifeministries.com. And if you missed last week's show about the busyness of Christmas, you can listen to the podcast on iTunes at Kathy Weckworth, Your Best. For more encouragement and hope, log on to our website at bestlifeministries.com. And for more information about me, you can log on to kathyweckworth.com. Hey, thanks for being with us today. And until next time, I encourage you to go out and be your best. Now.